Am I the smartest guy in the world? Heck no. Do I have any specialized training? Heck no. You know, do I know Kung Fu, Taekwondo, MMA? Heck no. What, what would you say you do here? Well, look, I already told you. I deal with the goddamn customers. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand it? What the hell is wrong with you people? Welcome to the second episode of Half K NXT. This is, of course, your boy Notorious Nando, and of course, uh, you know Hacksaw Slim Thuggin', or or is it? No, no, it's not. Oh, okay. Tonight <laughs> and for the rest of season one, we're going with Larry Knight in honor of my man Wade Barrett. <laughs> I knew you would like that one. Like I, I still like Sebastian a little bit more, but you know, I I do like uh, Lawrence Knight a lot. You, you know what? You could be like. Um, Sebastian Sheffield, if you want. Mm, okay. Uh, I don't. I don't mind that at all. <laughs> so, Sebastian Escobar. Because you know I got the Larry part in there. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Sebastian Escobar. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, welcome. Thanks again for your support on uh, checking us out on the first episode last week. Um. All right. So let's uh let's start off. So this is the second episode called just nxt part two if you're following along on the uh, wwe network unfortunately uh they don't have this anywhere else so it's just on the network they do have nxt on hulu but it's only starting around season six which is in 2014 so uh unfortunately the only place that you can watch along with us is on the wwe network um yeah if you're watching on the wwe network i suggest that you don't use the TV app to search. Oh yeah. Because the search on the TV app is really bad. It's much easier to like get in there and look for episodes or search things and order on like a desktop or laptop app. I will second that because yeah, I was watching these episodes and then I was playing it on my old PS3 and literally just like going through each one, you have to like select the episode and then select the year and then you have to like scroll all the way mm-hmm. to the back. And actually select like the beginning bunch of the episodes. So uh, mm-hmm. I definitely second watching it on a desktop or uh, tablet. So we got some uh, some good feedback last week. So I kind of wanted to dive into, you know, getting some background on, on us as well. Um, obviously, like you and I grew up with wrestling at a very like young age and just followed like the Hulkamania era and then the new generation. And of course, the uh, Attitude Era. but um for me anyway oh go ahead fun fact you know i really didn't watch wrestling religiously like up until the um was that the new generation like my earliest wrestling memory like i know i probably had seen it yeah yeah back in the day before that but i have a very specific memory in like 93 and i tried to find this episode but i couldn't find it Uh i didn't look that hard because i didn't know what month it was but it was like Shawn michaels and he had that that dumbass heartbreak hotel thing he used to do. Oh, the the original. Well, and not, he had like that. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like a big heart shaped bed in the ring. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what is this? I was at my friend. Uh, uh. Shout out to Raymond Knapp. We were at his grandfather's house, like down the street from Weeks Park. Uh huh. And uh, we was watching it, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> and like from there, like I went home and I was hooked. And I think what Ross started like that's probably around that like time frame, like in that year or so or something like that. That might have been like superstars that you were probably watching. I think I was, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll never forget that, dude. Like yeah. that's my earliest wrestling memory. It's okay, Big D. You can let them check in. They've got reservations. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, the Heartbreak Hotel is all booked up and we have absolutely no vacancies. But, Razor Ramon, we are holding a special room for you. We have turned the bed down, 
We're leaving a mint on the pillow. So if you're ready, accept the challenge from Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Now, my next guest is skyrocketing here in the World Wrestling Federation. He is none other than the Rocket Owen Hart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. That, was, that is like literally my first memory. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it was... Uh... I remember like one of my uh my mom's family friends like they used to uh live in like one of the spare rooms that we had mm-hmm. and uh I just remember that their son who was older than me at that point had just like left on like his TV in his room on and uh I must have been like 5 or 6 I can't remember all I remember is I would like wa- be running down or walking by in the hallway and he had left his door open and like you just see like the tv on and like i said i don't remember what segment this was or whatever but all i saw was just like uh the warrior like the ultimate warrior and he was just like cutting one of his crazy promos as he always does but to me it was just kind of like that kind of like first like experience into the pro wrestling world and from there like i don't know how i found it but it may have been just like yeah just like finding out through like the um the preview channel at that point of like when superstars came on or something and uh from there yeah like i think i just like followed it and then eventually when raw became a thing then just followed raw whenever i could at that point um but yeah uh for me anyway uh getting into the actual like wrestling industry and just like having like a behind the scenes kind of a role um i started helping out with um a local wrestling promotion here in hayward called all pro wrestling they're still around and you can follow them on all social media as well and um so i used to do uh motion graphics for them where um what that is is pretty much like all the graphics that you kind of see like when we're watching nxt with like the intro and then just like the transitions into commercial breaks and stuff like that so it's pretty much making like those graphics that you see um but i would do that for them uh at apw um, and just do it for like their local TV show and then like eventually the clips that they would play on YouTube. And uh, yeah, so that was roughly 10 years ago and did that for about two to three years. And uh, it was kind of cool, just even though like it was like at an independent level, like a lot, I believe a lot of those kind of same practices happen at other big promotions like WWE and TNA and ROH. So it's kind of cool to kind of get like that experience and that knowledge about like promos and work and like the work that the boys do with like wrestling and uh, just the way like the business is handled. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, for sure. So, you know, kind of, kind of similar. Like I, I've been a pretty much a since 90, since October of 1993 fan of like the WWE, WWF mm-hmm. and professional wrestling as a whole. And, you know, like I myself, I trained for six months at um, Pro Wrestling Revolution in San Jose. Uh-huh. Shout out to Gabe Ramirez. Had I not had I not wasted my twenties in an <laughs> alcoholic blur, yeah, yeah probably yeah. would have started earlier. But you know, unfortunately, due to her injury, I had to really start before I really got to get started. Yeah, yeah. But you know, luckily for me, while I was really really into it, it was cool because we we went around the area and put on different shows, and it was you know really dope to kind of get that like behind the scenes like experience with like coming in and putting the ring together and then like putting everything together and then you know selling merch and then like seeing the boys and like you know everybody's kind of like has like community respect for each other and whatnot mm-hmm. so like it was really cool and then you just kind of like you know look at gabe how he puts on his thing and then um you know it all kind of like lined up really good because when i was training was the same time that uh wrestlemania came out here oh okay and king of indies was was brought back so right like, right I, for that short time that I was in it, I got to see a whole bunch of stuff from a whole bunch of different angles. So it was like, whereas I got to see Brian Cage backstage getting ready to be a like performer. Yeah. At the same time, we went to WrestleMania and saw Brian Cage <laughs> walking around as a fan, just like us. So it was like, whoa, yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty dope. And it was like, hey, you know who else he was with at the time? Ricochet. 
Oh, was that him? Yeah, dude. Oh. So it was Brian Cage and Ricochet just walking around like normal dude. I, I would not even associate him being... I definitely remember Brian Cage because, mm-hmm. of course, we see Brian Cage everywhere, in effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I totally... I remember he was with someone, but I did not know that was Ricochet. Yeah, dude. Hey, Ricochet is a cool dude, too, man. Like, I remember seeing him at... um Because at King of Indies, they ran a bunch of Evolve shows. Uh-huh. So, like, there was a whole bunch of people that were there in that, like, um, who... Uh, Athena, now known as Ember Moon, was there. Um, Mia Yim was there. Justin Gabriel was oh, there. Okay. Yeah. Um, Drew Drew Galloway, McIntyre was there. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Gargano was there. Um, Rich Swan was there. Like Brian Cage, Apollo Cruz, Ricochet, Roderick Strong. Like, yeah, yeah. These are all you know a whole bunch of dudes now who are in the WWE. TJP was there. Oh, like, okay. And then uh. Hella funny, like I remember we went to to the NXT show at the, around the same time. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember seeing a uh, Rich Swan in the crowd and just going up to him and chopping it up with him. He was a real cool dude too. We saw hella people there. Like a lot of the talent that was wrestling from those Evolve shows. Yeah, were at that NXT show. It was like that whole experience was just like really cool, and I feel like I soaked up like a lot of a lot of game, and I still try to uh, keep in touch with with some of the boys now. So it was really cool. Nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like I. I'm really glad that we are doing this podcast because I, I feel like even though, of course, we never worked with the WWE or worked for them, you know, fingers crossed in the future. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, just having that background and insight like uh, gives us, you know, at least some uh, some certified experience in like the industry for for what we have, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. So, yeah. So this episode is on March 2nd, 2010 from the Interest Bank Arena in Wichita, Kansas. Have you ever been to Wichita, Kansas? I've never been to Kansas. <laughs> period. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to say the same thing. I unfortunately have not been there. But if you're from Wichita, Kansas, uh, shout out to you guys right there. Please have us. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, we start with the uh, NXT uh intro but actually before the intro we have like a video recap of last week's debut episode uh not too much to highlight here just pretty much a re it felt like the same recap video that they played at the end of last week's episode yeah but like the music for these video recaps is so intense yeah like i was i was folding clothes when i was watching episode (laughs) two yeah and then uh that like that that music for the video recap kicked in. I was like, what is happening? Oh, yeah. I looked at the screen. I was like, whoa, what are they talking about? Yeah. And it was just like the way they presented it. And I was like, man, this is crazy. Like, I hadn't just watched it. That's before. what I was going to say. Like, they do such an amazing, like, I swear, the WWE production guys are just so amazing. We're like, they're reselling me on something I have already seen. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, uh, they're, they're masters of their craft. I, I will say that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, from there, uh, we get Pyro, which is still really weird to see. And then, uh, the first matchup is David Otunga versus Darren Young. Uh, R-Truth comes out with Otunga and of course the Straight Age Society with CM Punk, Luke Gallus and Serena comes out with Young. Um, and then right after that, then we have uh, a little segment backstage with Matt Stryker and he finally kind of starts explaining the rules a little bit more. That's my complaint from the last episode is that they didn't really do a good job explaining you like the competition side of it more um but then yeah so he kind of explains that the rookies do have to impress the pros and that the pros can't vote for or against their rookie but that's it like they don't really go and dive more into like the specifics of like what they're going to win or um how the eliminations occur and stuff like that but at least, you know, they're kind of giving giving us some more info about the actual competition, you know? It was better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I... Like, after the first episode, like, you pretty much just kind of saw what everybody looked like. Right. And who their pro looked like in, you know, a couple matches. But then it was like, all right, is this... What does this even mean? So, you know, this episode was good because they were... You can kind of tell that they are really trying to push some logic on us. Like, all right, now you saw what and who they are. Yeah let's tell you what they're doing right right no i i agree like at least like they're getting there and i i think kind of like what we were talking about last time is uh i think they are still kind of like making it up as they go but at least like now they give us more concrete rules and 
what the competition is actually about. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, yeah, like Otunga and Young, uh, I was actually, you know, with Otunga being like the least experienced from like the eight, I think. Um, yeah, he had some pretty good like hip tosses and like clotheslines from the corner. He did a really cool back body drop. Um, and I'm, I'm giving him a lot of credit just because like because of the inexperience, but like everything that he does does look strong granted like the dude is pretty jacked mm-hmm. but uh he does look like a powerhouse com- you know similar to like skip and uh wade barrett where like these bigger guys mm-hmm. are just like really really like sell like the clotheslines with like the, their strength and everything mm-hmm. um the commentators kind of mentioned that uh otunga got some shout outs on i believe twitter or just like text message uh, from Cedric the Entertainer and Usher. Mm, yep, I heard that. A lot of lot of name droppings. Yeah, so droppings. name dropping. <laughs> so you can definitely tell that uh, WWE is really capitalizing on like Otunga's like fame and just um, making sure like they plug in like all the celebrities. That- yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, I thought uh, they did. A, you know, they obviously did a really good at putting Otunga over. Yeah, with his like you know early social media and whatever he was doing reality tv type of uh fame or whatever yeah and then also i thought that they did a little bit of a good job at at uh trying to put over young south beach lifestyle Mm -hmm. like whatever that means i don't even know what that means but that's whatever you know whatever made him look like tarzan's love child (laughs) i guess that's just the south beach lifestyle i guess so like i didn't think about it but yeah he definitely has like i haven't seen an Amazon looking dude since like what's that tall giant? The giant uh the giant Gonzalez? Yeah. I think that's the last time I've seen like a Tarzan like gimmick like that. You know what I mean? Like just straight jungle boy, but not actually jungle boy. <laughs> I I'm still kinda I enjoy like this combination of like the pros teaming up with the rookies. So it's hard to tell like if uh the fans are actually cheering on Otunga just because he's Otunga. Or if it's still just association by, by truth, you know. Uh, but the 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 crowd is like really behind Otunga during this whole match, like with everything that he's doing. Plus, I think you know it's the first match of like those tapings, so like the crowd are still like really mm-hmm. fresh. Um, but yeah, he does like some more. Uh, he he does like a really nice schoolboy reversal from the corner from uh, from Young. And then yeah, gets cheered when uh, he does like a clothesline, and then mm-hmm. and then tackles Young out to the outside. But yeah, like the fans are like really behind him throughout this match. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned Otunga's like inexperience. Yeah, because the way that that match went perfectly illustrates that. Yeah, because coming into it, you would have thought that Otunga was the heel. Right, right, right. But since he's too inexperienced to really play that role, the more experienced person is easier for them to be the heel because the heel typically leads the match. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it almost seems like they had to have, like, a turn in that match just to not um, showcase or highlight the wrong stuff about Otunga. Because if, if he had to lead the match, I think we would have really seen how green he is that's true yeah because yeah. like if you really think about it he had very limited offense it was like a couple hip tosses mm-hmm. some simple stuff to show his athleticism but nothing too like technical like darren young basically ran him that whole match oh yeah yeah, yeah. like he put it to him and i was like okay so i thought that was a really good match for young to show like he's you know a, a rookie per se but not necessarily a rookie like he can go oh yeah yeah for sure and like I think you're you're totally right. Where like he's leading that dance, so to speak, definitely, and uh, and just showcasing like, uh, basically, yeah, helping Otunga get over in that sense. And uh, yeah, I agree. Like he was doing just fundamental moves with like clotheslines and body slams, but mm-hmm. the way he did it, like, really just got like the the crowd into the match, and people believed it at that point. Yeah, Otunga has a um, he's got a good energy to him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like after that, like again, I I have written down more like good hip tosses by otunga another clothesline in the corner and then uh from there uh punk and gallus finally like get interested because they're playing up this thing where like uh young and uh his his pro cm punk 
like Punk still isn't really interested in training mm-hmm. him and uh, not paying attention to the match. But finally, like uh, Punk and Gallows kind of get in, like involved and then, uh, you know, distract the referee. And then from there, uh, Gallows interferes. And then based on that distraction, then like um, Young hits his finisher, which is like it's called the heat wave, which mm. is a full Nelson into a flapjack. So kind of, you know, playing our our half K here. Do you believe this finisher? Like, does this finisher actually make sense in the world of wrestling when you because it's it's kind of like the when I saw it, it did seem a little far fetched. It's kind of like Kevin Owens's pop up powerbomb where mm. like it, it feels like you really have to like assist your opponent to get to pull this off. I don't realistically see I'm going to have to put, you know, call an audible on this move. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know if like if this is like a legit finisher that I would buy into, you know? You, you know what? I liked it. You liked but it? I don't know. I think I liked it as a move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I might not like it from him. Okay, okay. Like, if it was from somebody, say, a little bit taller, Yeah, yeah. that might work on it. Or maybe if he did it on somebody smaller. Oh, okay. But since, like, I feel like Otunga should have been the powerhouse of that to have him, you know, lift it up and beat like that. It's like, "Mm, you're right. I didn't really see that coming. You're right. If actually the roles were reversed and Otunga hit that on Young, I think I would buy it more. Oh, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But you know, Otunga did his best at selling it too. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. No, he did like like granted, like it was well done. It's it's exactly to me like the pop-up powerbomb from Owens. Like whenever he does it with his opponent, like they both do their part in doing it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just like kayfabe wise, like it's it's hard for me to believe that that maneuver in general. Oh. <laughs> uh but yeah, so he pulls off the uh heat wave for the win and uh wins at 943. And then, uh, yeah, so I really enjoyed the match. How, like we were, we were saying, just like fundamentals, but like it, and especially for like both of them, because they do a lot of tag matches throughout like this whole season since like they get help from like their pros and you know for them to kind of lead lead the dance at that point. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah, they did a really good job for them just having a one on one match together. Um, and then afterwards, we get like a post-match kind of disagreement between uh, Truth and Otunga. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otunga kind of like pushes Truth and I don't remember exactly what he said after, but you can tell like there's like friction going on there. Yeah, I didn't catch what he said either. It was just kind of like he shoved him and it was like, roddy, 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 rah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from there then, uh, finally we get uh, Daniel Bryan's video package. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... In the package, uh, Daniel Bryan emphasizes that he was trained by Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a hundred percent true. I know he went to his school, but I I can't remember if I remember hearing this in some other interview where like he only met like Shawn Michaels once or something. I think that is the story. Yeah, yeah, I, I could have literally met him like once, <laughs> and then like that was it. Yeah, in the video package, it it's kind of cool knowing what we know now um kind of a spoiler but obviously we know what daniel bryan ends up becoming in the future yeah uh but it's kind of cool that he says like in the video package that he's gonna obviously he does you know yeah he says he's he wins nxt and then he says he wants to get drafted to another brand and then he'll main event that brand and then he'll main event wrestlemania which is kind of crazy how like dude i like when i seen that i was like man this is Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way to believe in yourself, man. Yeah, like if that's not inspirational and like focused, uh, I don't know what is. My name is Daniel Bryan, and I'm from Aberdeen, Washington. They're calling us NXT rookies, but I've been wrestling for 10 years internationally, all over the world. You know, I've held titles everywhere I went. I think in the ring, I'm better than any guy here. I was actually, I was trained by Shawn Michaels. I started training in Texas in 1999, and I essentially, I left high school the night I graduated and drove right down to Texas to train with Shawn Michaels. My goal is to headline WrestleMania. My first step is I need to win NXT. And from there, I'll go to one of the other brands, then I'll main event, and from there, I'll main event WrestleMania. I am Daniel Bryan. Nothing will stop me from achieving my dream. 
so from there, yeah, we get another video recap of uh, Daniel Bryan and Jericho's match from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of emphasize the the bruise from like the uh, suicide dive into the announcer's table. Um, and then it cuts to a backstage promo where like the medic is helping Daniel Bryan get wrapped up and then the Miz comes in. Um, it's kind of funny because like obviously like the Miz is talking down on uh, on Bryan here. But then at the end, he slaps his ribs and then the trainer kind of just goes back to like, he doesn't even like (laughs) ask if he's okay. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't even first. He doesn't like tell the Miz anything like, hey, man, don't 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 mess with him. (laughs) He just like he just watches this all happen and then watches the Miz walk away and then just goes back to uh, Daniel Bryan like nothing had just happened. He's like, all right, man, like I'll I'll just keep taping you up here. Like Daniel Bryan wouldn't even trip. I know. (laughs) <laughs> all right just go ahead and take me up dude yeah 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 so like i i really laughed at that part i was like okay cool that we're just gonna pretend like that didn't happen i guess <laughs> i love it i absolutely love it because the whole like it's like that's even more childish too it's exactly like, yeah yeah i'm the miz i'm a frat boy yeah <laughs> mm, hazing and then Brown's like hmm but I got such good grades when I studied. Exactly. I studied for ten years. <laughs> yeah. No, you can you can definitely <laughs> just play that story the whole time. It's like the and like maybe that's where uh, Michael Cole is coming from, like the nerd and just that that jock that just gets like this is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after that, then we go to commercial break and we come back and they kind of recap a thing that happened during the commercial break with Otunga and uh, r Truth. So Matt Stryker is interviewing Otunga, and then um, all of a sudden, R-Truth just kind of just jumps into like the promo and then pushes uh, Otunga, saying like, "Hey, you can't like just like push me out, you know, out there in the ring and like make a name off me." Which is kind of cool seeing like we rarely get like serious R-Truth, yeah, especially yeah. Uh, in the modern era. So it was kind of cool seeing like R-Truth with a more serious side and just kind of like punking out his uh his rookie here and saying like you know you gotta like respect me and from there like utanga doesn't take it and just like pushes him back and then they kind of start grappling on the floor and i really like how they did this like they made it seem it made it look pretty real where like uh i think it was jack doan or one of the referees that it was by himself trying to break it up and then after a few minutes then that's where like you had more referees come out and like separate them at that point yeah it was cool man i it almost kind of looked kind of real for a little yeah, bit because yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they were like shoving each other in the face. Yeah, so yeah. So it was like, ooh, man. <laughs> uh, I did like the very, uh, I had to rewatch this a few times, but I really liked that little touch at the end where like before it cut off that promo, then uh, you can hear Otunga tell the referees that like, hey man, let go of me because like I'm wearing my Versace shorts right now. <laughs> so like I thought I thought that was a nice touch to, just to add on to his character. Love it. Did you watch it? What happened? I got jumped, that's what happened. I was about to win. And then Punk interfered and grabbed my foot. These are the things you're gonna have to deal What's with. Up, in the dog? What's you think up, you're man? gonna come on NXT and get a name off of me? You think that's what it is? I'm about to show you what's up. You done bumped up the wrong tree, bro. It don't work like that around here. Let me tell you something. It don't right work now. like that around right here. Come on, guys. Hey, that's enough. Hey, hey. Um, so then the next match is uh Wade Barrett versus Daniel Bryan. Uh and then before that we have uh Wade Barrett's video package. Mm-hmm. Um not too much. I think his was more uh straight to the point where like they kind of emphasize the uh European bare knuckle fighting champion. And that uh, he mostly is like really money driven and just wants to like win the WWE contract to make millions. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, you know what? I just remembered uh-huh. what I wanted to tell you about. Okay. So like, I don't know how I missed this when I watched the first episode. Yeah. It totally went. I don't know if it just went by me or it she just looked different. But I feel like in this episode, I just really first seeing savannah for the first time yeah, yeah yeah and whoever thought to make her a ring announcer instead of like whatever champion they have yeah yeah was yeah. tripping because i was like this girl looks like she's in great shape like she should be oh, throwing yeah, around yeah, yeah. dudes i was like whoa i 
I was, uh, I also felt the same way where like, I kind of wanted to research more. Cause you know, obviously she was a wrestler as well, but maybe she was like too green, but obviously you can just train this girl more to mm-hmm. like, to get to the point where like, yeah, she can be on like the, at the time, like the divas division. But... Out here looking like the Asian Beth Phoenix. Right. Yeah. Like... Call her Sue Dragon. <laughs> No, she had, she had guns and like big ass arms. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so from there, then uh, Jericho also joins uh, the broadcast team. Um, I really like. I mean, obviously we're gonna lose Jericho in the modern era, but um, I feel like whenever he does retire or at least semi-retires, he should definitely keep doing like commentary, like because. He already has his own podcast as well, and obviously, it's he's really good at like, uh, he's really good as a host and just like engaging in great conversation. But I feel like Jericho on the mic, and same thing with Big Show. Like, I think Big Show is also like destined to be like a great announcer oh, in the future. The Jericho, the Big Show, and the Miz. Oh yeah, 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 and the Miz are for sure. Be the future of like wrestlers turned commentators. Yeah, like those three are like hilarious, and like they just have really good like timing and like wit- wittiness i would say like whenever just engaging um but yeah like jericho does a really good job i feel like as a heel to he does a good job as a heel where like you um of course you're going to talk trash to your opponent but you're also going to put him put him on a on a high level as well yeah. so he doesn't like just bury like his opponents he he puts them over but he also makes sure that they're not over him. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I really, I really like that where like he was saying that like, oh yeah, Daniel Bryan is like a seasoned performer around the world, but he hasn't, uh, he hasn't impressed me. So like, mm-hmm. I like how he subtly did both things at the same time. It though. makes it great because he's like champion. Right exactly. Yeah. It's just like, oh okay, yeah, you rich. <laughs> oh, yeah, duh. Yeah. You know what Chris Jericho is good at? Improv. Ah, oh, yeah. Shout out to Berkeley. Improv. If uh, my my boy Adrian Adrian C C yes, um <laughs> uh, so from there um this was also a short match but then uh, I I think I like the story of them with Barrett still attacking the injured ribs throughout the match um then Daniel Bryan does like his uh, trademark knee from the apron to the outside which looked really really good yeah I, I had that as like my uh, best move in the match ah nice For nice. Sure. I just didn't see it coming. I was like, whoa, yeah, yeah, how'd you yeah. do that? Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, like you can tell that um like these two guys are like definitely the most polished from like the eight. And uh even with like a short match, you can just tell like that there's so much potential there between the two of them already. Mm-hmm. already. Um and then yeah, like really good job of continuing to sell the uh injured ribs where Daniel Bryan tries to go for like a top rope move and then just slips on the ropes on, you know, on purpose, of course, but just selling the 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 rib injury from there and then uh from there wade barrett takes advantage of it and then hits him with the wasteland which is a ford fireman's carry slam um with a scream with a scream you yeah do it you know you're not gonna hit it if you're not gonna do that little scream before it he yeah makes his like face oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he like slams him down like if he just gets up and tries it without the scream you know it's gonna be a reversal yeah yeah uh, apparently he named that after like some of the venues that he fought when he was a bare knuckle fighter. So I guess like the wasteland is like a location in somewhere in London, which is uh, mm. pretty cool. Pretty cool. So yeah, he hits him with that for the win for uh, at two fourteen, um, and then afterwards uh, Jericho just comes in and starts attacking uh, Daniel Bryan again. Um, of course, Cole calls it you know the walls of Jericho, but of course he hits him again with the lion tamer. Mm-hmm. Drop that knee. Yeah. On the back of his head. Um. So yeah, like, um, yeah, like I said, I think this match was pretty good. Um, really short, but still really got over both guys and continued the story between uh between all you know all all competitors and uh really selling Daniel Bryan's injury at that point. No, yeah, it did. Like, it didn't seem like it was only as short as it was so you know i thought it was a good match yeah to kind of plant some seeds there and move forward yeah um so from there we kind of do some some raw recaps and then after that we get a video package or i should yeah a video package of uh christian and uh heath slater at the gym 
which of course from last week we called him Christian, Christian Slater. Slater. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, what did you think of this uh, this little video package segment here? It was what it was. It was it was it was kind of funny. Yeah, I I like that. Um, I like the same thing. Where like they're showing that these two guys do get along. Um, and then, but also Christian does a good job as the pro to kind of keep Heath Slater, uh, not big headed. Yeah. Kind of keep him up. Yeah. He, he, he tells him that, or I should say Slater says that his, uh, Twitter account is blowing up and that his WWE universe page is blowing up more on that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you that. But then, uh, from there he, uh, he says like, hey, hey, don't, don't, you know, don't get a big head because like those are my peeps. So just know that you have to earn that. Uh, but at the same time, he says like, hey, you're a good guy. I like you. I don't like you that much, but I like you kind of thing. So he, he plays around with them. They kind of have like a uh, kind of like a father and son relationship mm, where like he's just nice, like, that's a good one. just like, you know, keeping him in check. But he he does like like him and respect them at that point. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so. This is uh, going to be the first of many, hopefully, of our uh, Google Me segments where uh, we kind of we did it with Savannah, obviously, last week where we um, kind of just recap either someone or just like a segment that um, should get some praise or at least some spotlight. Come on, man. Google Me. WWE Universe. Do you remember? Okay. Two questions here. <laughs> Obviously, you know what the WWE Universe is, right? Yes. Okay. Do you remember what the WWE Universe social network was? I want to say I remember hearing it, but I didn't check it out. Okay. So I honestly forgot until like I saw this promo with Slater and Christian. I WWE did an amazing job of sweeping that under the rug because I totally forgot about it. But now I'm, you know, kind of shining the spotlight a little bit on it. So uh, credit to uh, uh, Reddit.com and the uh, Squared Circle for, you know, the information I'm about to read out. But uh, yeah, so recently, uh, I don't know if you saw this too, but WWE says that they reached like a milestone uh, with 1 billion total like social media followers. And um, yeah, so obviously those in include like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and all that. but I doubt that they're including, or maybe they are, <laughs> including their uh, their WWE Universe social media site. Basically, what it is is that it's like their version of Facebook or uh, MySpace, mm. where like you know the uh, the WWE fans or universe at that point can like create their own universe page. Same thing, set up their profile like a Facebook or uh, MySpace at the time. And then just like follow like the superstars, post on their wall, et cetera, et cetera. This Reddit one, what people were saying is like, you know, obviously it was pretty terrible where like <laughs> they were forcing the wrestlers to like write weekly like blogs and, you know, half of them don't really write anything and they're just like not into it at all and stuff like that. Mm, how ironic. <laughs> how ironic. So, um, so it only it started in 2008 and uh, it did eventually, you know, fade away in uh, late 2010. Um, I was reading more on the uh, Reddit forum where apparently one of the main reasons why they were like um, they decided to shut it down as well is because like there was a lot of like bots and they would just like spam the site with like either porn like links or just like porn uh, material and stuff oh, like that of course <laughs> so eventually it just became too much and at the same time it wasn't getting that much usage so then they uh they finally shut it down at the beginning of uh, tw uh 2011 but um but yeah then at that point they finally kind of modernized themselves and uh moved to twitter facebook and youtube after that then we get a uh backstage promo with uh gabriel and uh matt hardy not too much here. Like they just kind of like showcase them. And I don't actually remember too much what they were um, going over. But then um, then the next match is uh, Skip Sheffield and William Regal versus Gabriel and Matt Hardy. Mm -hmm. And then from here we get um, Skip's video package. And um, I totally forgot. Do you remember the uh, 
Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens yep 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 shirt. Yes. I totally forgot that Skip made his own shirt before that whole that whole gimmick where uh during this video package he just had like it's a yep yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm. So uh he was the original yep movement. He was definitely the original yep movement at that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in, in this video package, he says that he so this is pretty funny. He says that he doesn't know karate, he doesn't know MMA, and he's just like an entertainer. And then once he said that he's a shaker and baker, I couldn't get the image out of my head that he's literally Ricky Bobby at this point. He's like he's the magic man. Yeah, he's literally the magic man. <laughs> Cause I he was I was like, oh, oh man, he's he really is Ricky Bobby oh, right now. <laughs> um and then yeah, after this, then uh they make their way down to the ring and uh they put up I I haven't looked up all of them, but like whenever like they make their entrances they also put like their twitter handles at the point at that point which is kind of weird like because we were just talking about the universe but they're plugging twitter at the same time so that was kind of weird so uh skip's twitter handle back then was twitter.com slash cornfed meathead um i checked it and it doesn't exist anymore so Mm. either uh we should claim it or you know so yeah uh then we start the match uh cole kind of says that he had talked to regal earlier in the day and that uh regal describes skip's personality as like an open grave which you know (laughs) they're the story that they're telling with regal and skip is that pretty much that um regal is trying to coach uh skip but then skip just keeps like interrupting him or not letting him actually give him advice so like that's the dynamic that they're trying to like tell us with 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 this pairing here um and then uh josh mentions that like gabriel kind of looks like a mix of johnny damon and adam lambert um oh uh, that fool. he was like you do know who adam lambert is, yeah yeah right? yeah yeah <laughs> of course <I> do. <laughs> um from there uh gabriel does like a nice drop kick uh sliding underneath uh skip i, I thought that was pretty cool um did you also notice that Gabriel was wearing his uh, Justin Angel trunks? Because it was just like a angel design on his on his trunks. Yeah, uh, either they mentioned that too, or maybe it was because you mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so from there, you know, Gabriel and Hardy do a lot of like Hardy Boy spots. If you if you notice during this match, like they do that um, fist and like senton flip. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then they also do like the corner Hardy spot where like one like goes on his knees mm-hmm. and, and like jumps off. From there, uh, they do this a couple of times throughout the match where like Regal goes to the corner and still keeps kind of like arguing with Skip, like mm-hmm. because he's still continuing that thing where like he's not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, uh, Skip gets tagged in and he starts doing this. Uh, he he. Uh, he does like the strut and then does like that front splash. Yeah. Um, do you know by any chance, like if the rock was the one that invented like that style of like doing like a taunt and then just doing like a basic move, like the people's elbow. And then, you know, then we had like Scotty too. How do you do the worm? And then it was just like, like a chop was the rock, like the inventor of doing like these like taunts and then just do like a basic move afterwards. Jeff Jarrett was doing it. Oh. Wait, did he have an attack? I think he did the strut and then the knee drop. Did he? Or was, or was that, it just a strut? I, I thought that was just Road Dog, where he would just do the shake, rattle, and roll, and then do the knee. But uh, I don't know. No, I wasn't Double J. I don't want to say Hulk Hogan, because that was like a whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like That was just like a whole sequence of, like, you was about to lose. It was like mm-hmm. punch, punch, no, block, whip, boot, leg drop, and yeah, it was yeah. done. It was like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe, maybe, but maybe I'll just do more research on that. But I, I could have sworn The Rock had done it. <laughs> Would you say, um, what was that thing that Earthquake did? Oh, because he okay. would just, wouldn't yeah, he yeah, like yeah, stomp yeah. around for a little bit and then hit the ropes and just sit on the guy. You're, you're, you're right. I think you're right. So maybe he was the one because yeah, I totally forgot about his finisher. Uh, yeah, that's. That may be the originator right there. Might have been. Yeah. After that, then um, all of a sudden, like, after 
arguing again with like Skip. Regal kind of just like takes Hardy to uh Gabriel's corner and then all of a sudden like it's kind of weird like all of a sudden just like Hardy just like kind of grabs him and does the twist of fate and then tags in Gabriel and then Gabriel hits the uh the 450 mm-hmm. um for the win at uh 11:15 but um it's kind of weird because I I like the match overall but it was kind of the ending was kind of weird because I did like the story that they were telling where like you know Regal and Skipper like disagreeing throughout the whole match like Mm -hmm. before and during the match but then I thought like at the end like what they should have done was um that Skip does something to like distract Regal again and then from there then Hardy does like the twist of fate and and everything but yeah it kind of ended abruptly and yeah just storyline didn't really make too much sense um so from there uh then we have a backstage promo with Matt Stryker with the rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Carlito just comes up uh and then just starts like I believe he starts staring down like the remaining rookies like who are in a row. Um and then he like chooses Apple. Mm-hmm. Um then he just kind of like walks up to uh Heath Slater and then like spits the apple in his face and you know says that's cool. Um I really liked how Otunga sell sold the uh, the apple spit because he's like right next to Slater. So like once he spat on, of course, like uh, Slater didn't react. He just kind of like took it. But then like Otunga just kind of like sidesteps and just like wipes like the the residue of apple that landed like the on his yeah, yeah yeah yeah. And then uh, you just see Tarver laughing in the back. And then I really Darren Darren Young just looks like super disgusted and surprised. So I think they did a good job of like just selling like this. Carlito. <laughs> that's cool. That's that's cool. That's cool. Is that all you gonna walk away from that's cool? That's NXT. So that was episode two. Overall, like uh before we get into like our category uh points like what did you think of the episode overall i liked it um you know i thought it was a solid episode uh you know i don't something about the commentary to me, team to me made me you know feel like they did a good job at reminding mm-hmm. minding us or informing us what nxt was about to be all about yeah 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 um you know like for me the best match was was the tag team match with uh team v1 450 versus the real man's men Mm -hmm. um so that was my favorite match um like my favorite little mini segment was uh skip's video package because i like uh, i like the the way he's painted as like the big lovable me oh yeah 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 but you know it was just very nicely put together yeah nice um yeah i i would agree with you and on uh most of those points as well um so yeah with with our uh, our categories here, I would say that I gave the commentary a three overall. Um, I think, like how you mentioned, I think overall they like the commentators did a really good job at just continuing all the story development between like the pros and the rookies. I think that's where they did like a really good job. Um, matches, I would also give it a three, and then for me, I would give it to uh, Young and Otunga as my match of the episode. Mm. Uh, you know, kind of like the points that we were mentioning earlier. Where um despite that uh Otunga being like the least experienced, like I think he had like a really good showing and uh Young being like the the better of the better of the two. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah, just like the crowd just really being into this match. Mm-hmm. Um and then my honorable mention was uh Daniel Bryan and Barrett, just because of like mm-hmm. even though it was short, like they really did a good job of just still telling their story and uh selling Daniel Bryan's injury um for production i would also give it a three i think they did a really good job with the the new video packages for the other rookies um it helped develop like all their characters a bit more um i'm just giving it a lower score just because like you know last week was the first time that we had seen like all the these graphics for nxt so this week is just more like it's it's the norm at this point Mm -hmm. um and for me like my highest score would be the entertainment i give this a, a four mm-hmm. uh just because i felt like yeah like i think overall the episode was like a, a really easy watch and um 
the um the crowd was like really into everything and i really liked all the backstage segments with otunga and truth and slater and uh carlito okay nice let's see commentary i went four oh, okay. just because i got some much needed context right right on right. the show that's so, true like what I was really kind of like yearning from the uh, first episode was like a little bit more context, but I, I understand the concept of like the slow build, but I didn't want that right then and there. I wanted to tell me what it's about to be about. So I appreciated that they threw it in episode two. Yeah. Um, matches. I went three. I didn't think any, you know, overall that um of the three matches that anything kind of was super stellar or anything was below average so mm -hmm. it's just like a nice good wrestling affair straightforward um production i went three i didn't feel anything more like that it wasn't just kind of like your average show like, yeah 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 i don't want to keep being bi biased towards pyro mm -hmm. so i'm just going to go average yeah, three yeah, yeah. there but i was very entertained right, this right. episode so i went four Yes. See, I, I'm, I'm glad that we entertained. Yeah. I felt like, like I said, like I, I was folding my clothes. And then once that first kind of like video recap in the beginning hit and that music and I started watching. And then once I got past that intro song that I hate, <laughs> it was like a very good watch. And I was like, well, this is a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I'm glad that we both agreed on like the entertainment level, because I think, yeah, it was like really easy to watch. Same thing for me. I, I just kind of had in the background I was as I was doing some errands and it was really just easy to watch. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, combine like our combined score and final score for this episode is a 3.4. Solid episode. Definitely. All right. Well, that was another another good episode. Um, so for the uh, the next episode, episode three, there's going to be another big first. Uh, I, I won't spoil it now, but just kind of giving you a heads up. Nice. All right. And then for the main event this episode, we're going to have Justin Gabriel versus Wade Barrett, which is also going to have another first in this episode. It's a bonus. Can I give it to him? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. All right. It's a bonus first. This one is going to be the first rookie versus rookie main event. Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't realize that like that. That is literally the first time they're going to do that. First time for everything. All right. So that's it for uh, for this episode. Um, just want to make sure that you know you follow us on our social media. We have all of our links in the uh, episode description below. So yeah, just feel free to follow us here on our, our Podbean, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Instagram for the latest updates. Um, you can also follow our parent company at GrowCanvasGrow.com uh, for the latest apparel and updates there. Uh, yeah, well, that's pretty much it. Uh, did you have any plugs for? Uh... I do. I do have a plug and a shout out for our man Black Yow, who is another part of the Grow Canvas Grow Collective. Give a shout out to Black Yow. You see him on his Instagram at Black Yow. It's literally like Black and Pacquiao mixed <laughs> together. I'll spell it for you. So that's at sign B L A C Q I. Blood. you know what it is hard to spell just look it up black yow how you think it is and you'll find it we'll, we'll make sure to put links in the in the description below as well but I, I really messed that up looking right at the notes like y'all have no idea i was looking at these notes and just really messed up how to spell it so but shout him out he has all kind of dope stuff on his instagram or his website so as soon as we figure out how to teach you guys how to spell it look him up yeah for sure super talented guy and I, I can't uh, recommend him enough for sure. Uh, so yeah, so that will close it out. And then uh, thanks, thanks everyone for listening once again. And then we'll uh, we'll see you next week.